Welcome to I Won't Listen with Eddie and Megan, starring Megan and Eddie. Now here's Eddie and Megan. And we're recording. And we're back. Check, 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 one, two, poopity-poo, here we are, in the mountains still. In the mountains. Still in the mountains, guys. Episode 42 of I Won't Listen with Eddie and Megan. Yep. I always wanted to put Megan first, but you were like, no, you put Eddie first. Yeah, because you do all the editing. You do all the like real legwork oh, thank for you. this. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I've noticed uh, when I go back and do edit these? Uh, how funny you are. Oh, well, Like, I always you. know you're funny. <laughs> and then when I go back and I hear some of the subtle things you say mm-hmm. that I didn't really didn't really click with me mm-hmm. in real time. Sometimes it takes a few times to, it's, yeah. To, to get through my noggin? Yep. I no, no, no. Just uh, in general. No, you said it's it. It's a very subtle humor. Uh, I like how you do all the work, and I just show up and dazzle people. You dazzle people. Yeah. You, you know, uh, oh, actually, uh, somebody to go to the website for an uh, Ask Megan Anything, an AMA. AMA. Yeah. You ready? Okay. I didn't give you any... Uh, oh, you didn't give me any heads up. Yeah, you didn't no. even tell me people emailed. Here it is. All right. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? And you can't be a liger, because they said that's what they like. Hmm. I'd probably be a dog. They're super happy. Okay. And dog. people feed them. Um, not according to some uh, folk singing women. Oh, yeah. What was the part well, from Ted Lasso? Yeah. There's some female singer-songwriters that are trying to put an end to that. Yeah. Um, uh, either which, that, a dog or an eagle. A dog or an eagle. Yeah. Those are really good. That's from, who do you think uh, wrote that? A dog or an eagle? No. <laughs> yeah, who wrote the song Dog or like, Eagle? I don't think it's a song. No, who uh, do you think? Uh, Paul Krug? Yeah, Paul Krug. <laughs> I think this was Papa Krugus Murphy like one of his latest names that he. Uh, I love the first guess. I was right. Yeah, first guess, Paul Krug. If okay. you're gonna guess who's going to the website and uh, asking us questions, Paul Krug. You're gonna ring. Paul Krug's number one. Karen goes there a little bit. Who also says that she knows a lot about science, and yeah. uh, she should also be the go-to person for I science. I mean, there is science in her job. Absolutely. But let's just give her a project. All right. Yeah. We'll yeah. Give a... We're gonna give you. We're gonna give you a task. Uh, Ariel. Has this degree in math. He was willing to put in the work. Yeah. He contacted me with the sauce and soup debate. Then Karen became does a love thing. a spreadsheet. She does love spreadsheets. Yeah. Well, maybe she can make spreadsheets for you the website. You know what? I'll ask her for her college transcripts. I'll go over it. Yeah. And see, if you uh, could <laughs> shoot us over those transcripts, Karen. I think uh, a full ride at Duke kind of speaks for itself. But. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'll also say, like, you're already on the team yeah. making the meow sound. Meow. Right. So exactly. we don't need. Yeah. I just don't know if people are going to be the lady that goes meow. She yeah. also, uh, oh, I don't know, I don't know that, if these figures and yeah. facts are going to add up. She's but, like, it all goes in a little saucer and you drink it like a kitten. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's what it is. Her, <laughs> her super sauce is kitten milk. Exactly. Anyway, she's a triple threat. So we're going to give you a project. I don't know what it is yet, but ooh, it's going to be good. We don't know what it is, but that's it. So that's the only apology we really had, yeah. I believe. I mean, I feel like we should just apologize to anybody, you yeah. know, like in general, if we've upset you or hurt your feelings. Let us know. Or, you know, we weren't, we weren't bringing it for an episode. Sometimes we don't bring it, but we I, always I do it. full on mouth. Like, I liked last episode because you just were like <laughs> the emotional roller coaster you had. I like how you just sit back and let it happen and then yeah. kind of like giggle. That was that's what pulls me out of it. Yeah. Then knowing that you're not upset about it even yeah. though you should be because you are a co-host of this show i know i should have been upset but I computers just getting get hot there. things are turning off and you're it just over hot. there like I d- want me to put it on my lap i did put it on my lap you it was did. a hot computer it was a hot computer uh but i don't really have a lot of feeling on my lap because my sister erin used to make me pick up pizzas 
literally put, put them on your all lap. All the pizzas for like twenty five people on my lap. You got pizza lap, and they'd be burnt, like just like right out of the oven. And I just remember being like, by the fifth time I did it, I'm like, I don't even feel it anymore. Pizza lap. Yeah. Witch's thighs. I, I don't know if I love that. But that's one. Like people uh, say witch's hands hmm. when they can touch hot things. I'm thinking we should move on to the next topic. <laughs> I don't know that we have another topic. Uh, we actually do have uh, an interview today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking to Remy Jackson. Yep. Our dungeon master. She lives up in Portland, Oregon. Met her here in L.A. Yeah. She used to live here, worked on Tosh.0 with me for yep. several years. Yeah. And then when the pandemic hit, we uh, started playing some D&D online as a way to keep the kids in touch with their buddies. And I thought it was going to be just kind of a simple one or two you know, D&D games. It went on for over a year. You, I think we're over a year and a half. Three campaigns. Three campaigns. Three, what, what do they call them? Three uh, stories, art, arcing stories? I think uh, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah. But, uh, three, but we, we've done three of them. Three things. And she's working on another one now. Honestly, super talented, super fun. Yeah. And, think, and a diverse group of people with different interests. And she just nails it with pulling all of you guys it's in. hilarious because she's playing. Well, we'll leave it for the interview. Yeah, yeah. But we have a couple of co-hosts with us for this uh, ep- for this interview. <laughs> we got Mia Gosling. You guys might know her from taking second place in the Gosling Spelling Bee. Yeah. <laughs> but it could have been first. We don't even know. I think like the, everybody oh took God, first except so me. I was out. Yeah. It was it was like our third episode. Should we do? We should do another intellectual challenge. Yeah, we should, totally should. And this yeah. time I'll be the judge. Uh, I think once we get out of spelling, it's pretty obvious that I have quite the, the beautiful mind. <laughs> and I think my friends will agree. Maybe but Karen, math, maybe that's like you can. Your mind is full of numbers and swirling, but it's not an equation. Swirling numbers, algebra. Yeah. That's right. We've talked about Edubra. this before. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm going to invent with Ariel the best bra company ever. Oh, okay. The Wizard of Bras. I think it's a bad idea, but uh, well, we own the website. You're on Wonderful a budget. Wizard of Bras. So. You're on a budget. What's the budget for a bra? I don't know. Preeti and I have. What's a good bra it, cost? But- I don't want to tell. I don't want to talk about this. What's a good bra cost? Like you guys know these things. I think I've picked one up for a you before. A really nice one. Twelve bucks. Sixty-five, eighty-five dollars for a bra. For a bra. For literally a the like a little bit of a like a handkerchief T-shirt. I don't think so. I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna <laughs> I mean, blow this industry up. You can get a ten-dollar one and have it fall apart. Do they have ten-dollar bras? I guess so. Okay. Well, that's where I was gonna kind of price point myself. Yeah. The first one's gonna be expensive. <laughs> as with all dollars. prototypes are. Anyways, let's stop talking about that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go to this interview now. Yep. But also co-hosting with us, we didn't say it was Elle. Yep. Who? Uh, Elle Cowan. Daughter of Karen, house of Cowan. <laughs> so well, I'm just getting you guys all in the mood for the Dungeons Mother and Dragons. Of mm-hmm. Mother of science. Mother of science. Figures of swimming in head. Head disciple Nerds unite. Mm. Well, I don't know what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, we're losing, we have cabin brain. That's what yeah. we have. But we're going to get this done because we're going to go to the beach. Yeah, we're So going we to did the, the interview yesterday. We're going to drop it in. I got to pack sandwiches. You got to make some sandwiches. I got to uh, maybe put a couple fart sounds in the beginning of this and then, yeah. then boom, we're gone. Yeah. All right. So enjoy the interview. Enjoy the interview. Uh, when the interview is over, doing the interview. podcast is over. Yeah. And thank you, Remy, for doing yes, the interview. Thank you. Okay. Love you. So you got to do your love yous now. Bye bye. Remy, uh, this past Easter, Elle Cowan won a guest spot on our podcast. And so we're having her on now. And when we asked her what she would uh, want to do, her and Mia said that they want to talk to Remy about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, well, then let's talk D&D. Yeah. So how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, just got off work. 
I'm about to eat myself a big poke bowl as soon as I'm done talking some dungeons. <laughs> okay, so a little uh, backstory for everybody. When the when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, we I I knew you from work, and mm-hmm. I know you play D and D on a roll twenty. And mm-hmm. I was like, this might be a way for everybody to kind of keep in touch a little bit. And I reached out to you and you were totally down and cool about playing D&D with these three families you had never met. <laughs> Crazy, you know, middle schoolers. And I mean, some are in grade school. And then there's just- It was the, a big uh, ask. It was it's a, a big order. ask. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I'll, let me check it out. And no, Remy's like totally into it. So here oh, we- Oh yeah, no. Uh, teaching new people how to play D&D is like my favorite part of the entire- Dungeons and Dragons subculture. So I was more than happy to to share my expertise. Yeah, and it's been fantastic because I played as a kid, but it's never been as fun as it has been this last year. I was listening in the background and I didn't play. And I was like, oh, poor Remy is just 10 minutes in, just going to quit. And <laughs> within 10 minutes, all the kids were laughing so hard. You were laughing really hard. Everybody's having a good time. I'm like, this is going better than I thought. Like, it's well such done. A- it's such a good crew. I feel like everybody kind of plays off each other really well. Uh, we all sort of have a similar sense of humor in a way that works for the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like y'all play into sort of my hokey stereotypical writing really well to the point where it, you know, it, it just feels like a true uh, kids in the basement D&D experience. I do feel like it's the opening of uh, Stranger Things. We're yeah. all just like playing Dungeons and Dragons and having a blast. Oh, for sure. It's awesome. Yeah, this game has has literally consumed Elle and I. We yeah. have... <laughs> Can confirm. Yes. <laughs> I actually have a question for y'all. Have Have y'all been working on a campaign outside of the campaign that we've been playing? Uh, was it three weeks ago? We actually finished our first, well, the first half of a campaign that I was able to DM, and it was maybe the greatest experience I've ever had. It was incredible. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, you like literally like uh, launched a little <clears throat> D&D like outside of our normal group gathering and Elle's taken up the uh, the gauntlet as we like to say in D&D, right? No. <laughs> I don't know we say that. Um, well, but, we can but, start saying that. That's yeah, fine with me. Start saying, yeah. You know, the gauntlet, the goblet. She's taken up the goblet and she started her own campaign and they've been having a blast playing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of influences in uh, Elle's style of dungeon mastering that have kind of come from you, Remy. Yeah, mm. definitely. Uh, my DM style is kind of if it sounds cool and it's stupid, I am okay with it. <laughs> I'm so glad that I have imparted that little bit of wisdom. Of, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it, it's all about the player experience. If, if y'all are having fun, then I'm having fun. Uh, Mia, would you uh, like to set an example of one of the dumb things I have allowed in the way you killed my first <laughs> boss in this campaign? I smacked him with a Bible. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> That wasn't even the worst one. That, that's just the beginning. He also threw one into oblivion. Yes, you, you threw one down an infinite staircase into the abyss. <laughs> Why be concerned about this? Uh, three out of the four of these were just Mia. Uh, the third one... <laughs> the third one, you strangled a guy with a shirt. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't like your shirt or anything. It was just a random t-shirt you found in an apartment building. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sounds normal. As one does. Yes, as one does. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about Renell setting everything on fire. <laughs> yeah, what's the concern level for you as a dungeon master when you uh, one kid just keeps going back to, to burning things down? 
awesome. I feel like there's a uh, an instigator in every group. <laughs> that was definitely that for us. And it was, I feel, I felt almost like a bully at times because it was so easy to just be like, okay, here's this obviously burnable thing. Ronell's going to burn it and then I'm going to smack him for it. <laughs> so well, we don't call that bullying. We call that parenting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something similar. And the fact that once Nia smacked my boss with the Bible, I was just like, oh, I am going to make so many bosses weak to radiant damage now just because this is so funny. I think what we're learning is Mia's the instigator. I did like 60 Mm -hmm. damage. You did 52 (laughs) points of damage to a boss while y'all were at third level. So that happened. It's also like listening to a different language right now. Also, I... Remy, you would like love looking at uh, Megan's face when we're playing this game and she's She's floating in the background and trying to figure out she enjoys that we're enjoying I'm confused it. and then enter, like highly entertained you guys are all <laughs> laughing and then I'm back to confusion within two minutes wait wait wait. let me do my mom's impression of uh her let me do my mom my le- okay I'm very, uh, that's okay confusing your mother's impression uh, of my your- mother's impression of us playing D&D and then I take my sword of doom and plunge it into the uh eyeballs of the orc and I <laughs> scream to the top of the sky <laughs> ah <laughs> When did your mom start playing D and D? Because that's it's pretty spot on. That's that's accurate. That's accurate. Now I think Remy, one of the things that makes playing with you so fun is just the the character voices. That Absolutely. You do. Absolutely. Like I don't remember it when I played as a kid, people really getting into characters like that. And I don't know. Maybe it's because we can't. There's a way when you're playing online, you don't really see the other people, so you can really morph into these characters really well. But uh, maybe the listeners would like a little taste of. Uh, some of these characters. Uh, okay. Do you, do you have a character in mind? I mean, well, let the ladies pick. The sad ghost. Do, do you remember the sad ghost from? Uh, yeah. Okay. It, that one. That one has a little bit of droopy dog in it. Hold on. Give me. Give me a minute to stop smiling, and I'll. I'll. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna loosen my face up a bit. Sure. Well, it's, you know, I'm just a sad ghost. <laughs> I I was wondering why I got killed one time. <laughs> Is, is that the voice you're talking about? I can't. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think that's the one. It's me. I was actually sad for that ghost. Yeah, we're like, oh, bad. <laughs> like, hey, leave this ghost alone. Yeah, guys. take your yeah. party elsewhere. D and D is great solely because of the character voices. Sometimes, like, um, we were playing. We were maybe two, three sessions in, and then Mia comes in and gets this character voice for her half orc sailor. That might be the greatest character voice I have ever heard. Well, I think we need to hear this. Care to do it? Hello. <laughs> this is a very bad Russian accent, but I do it. <laughs> okay. I, I think we're turning everybody into like voice I am actors. a sailor. Yeah. Uh, DMing has been really great because like uh, it's been really fun to like come up with character voices and it's kind of difficult because at the same time you have to try to figure out like I have a pretty monotone voice. So I have to try to figure out how to make my voice way different in order to, you know, voice these different characters. Remy, let I, me ask you, when did, oh, cool. oh, I'm sorry. I heard a lot of singing. Is that still a thing? Oh, Ruby. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the sort of spokesperson for uh, the party that we were playing uh, was a character of mine that I've had in my back pocket for a long time uh, called Ruby the Dragonborn. Uh, she's a bard, so she's she's very musical. Uh, and I, I kind of gave her this, like, 80s hair metal voice uh and it it became a sort of tradition every season to do at least one one ruby song for for the team uh and she talks like this <laughs> 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 
very easily, very, very easily the highlight of the campaign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The fact that when we start a campaign or finish a campaign, there was always a request for Ruby to go out singing. Yeah. It, we were like five minutes into the first session of the third campaign, and I was already asking for a song. <laughs> yeah. Now, how does your voice feel after doing I mean, Ruby's been in the back pocket for a reason. And it must be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ru- the, the Ruby voice cannot be maintained for long. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely a like gargle some salt water afterwards situation. <laughs> I actually uh, there was one session where I had to voice one of uh, my NPCs uh, who has a very high pitched voice for like a whole two and a half hours or something because he was with you guys that session. And afterwards, I was just like, oh, boy, that's kind of rough. Remy, let me ask you this. When did you start playing Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, so I started playing D&D. Uh... Uh, my sophomore year of college, I was the DM then. Uh, I had a group of about five people, and none of us had ever played D&D before. It was the only people who I could convince to play, because I'd always wanted to try it. Uh, and it was it was the only people who had enough nerd cred that they were like, yeah, you know what, I'll play some D&D with you. And yeah, I mean, we we messed up the rules and we played from a pre-built handbook, but it was it was a great experience. That was a solid crew. I, I still keep in touch with this those guys okay. that's really neat so there's like lifetime friendships from where did you guys. go to college uh i went to the university of alabama roll tide roll tide that's right yep as did uh several people in our office we had uh, me uh oh hannah was part of that group oh no, really yeah funny. hannah that's- hannah who worked in the office with eddie and i yeah yeah, yeah i know hannah because hannah told me that uh because Remy <laughs> is the best DM you'll ever run into. And I was like, I didn't know that. And then you guys had played these games. And I was like, this is fantastic. So that's where it got into my head that, that is contact awesome. you when I was trying to like put together some kind of a way to stay in touch with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for all the work you put into it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The kids always talk about how amazing your campaigns are. Well, it is certainly a labor of love. Uh, it is, I, I, God, this sounds dorky, but I think D&D is my preferred medium of storytelling i like D more than i like making movies more than i like That's writing so stories it's it's that is the way that i can express stories that i think of um do you still dm for other groups also or uh i am currently taking a break from D. uh yeah. i am cooking up uh three or four different campaigns right. uh that one of which i, I want to bring back to our group once i have it a little more fleshed out uh-huh. um but yeah, I, I have played with other groups in the past. Currently, I am sort of uh, just taking a taking a backseat, and letting, how my, uh, letting my other hobbies do some do some legwork. And how long does it take you to put together a campaign? The level of work that goes into them seems pretty daunting. Yeah, it's uh, it takes about three months to really lay out a good skeleton. Uh-huh. Uh, but the the real issue with writing for D anD D is that it's so based on player feedback that I can have, you know, this big elaborate story set up. And if y'all want to go in a different direction than where I wanted you to go, then I'm just kind of crap out of luck. I, you know, I, I have to follow where you want to go. Like so right all of a sudden. yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of improv that goes into it and sort of yeah. flying by the seat of your pants. And have you taken really freeing about that? A lot of things since uh, Renell started playing, you have to think like, is he going to light this on fire? <laughs> Certainly. I, I like to keep a, a good bit of kindling around in the background <laughs> of just about every scene. 
I do like there was one time when he blew up everything and I was like, and literally like causes all 50 to 60 hit points of damage or maybe not that 30. much. I don't, yeah. My poor bard had like two hit points left. <laughs> then it was like, we all got back on that elevator, which kind of recharges you. And, but I feel like in the back of your head, like I'm going to tell, teach Rennell a little lesson about burning things up, <laughs> but I'm also not going to penalize the entire group. I'm going to let them live through this. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was entirely motivated by well, dang it, y'all. I just built this shop and now you're going to blow yes. it up. So now oh. I'm going to blow you up. You know? yeah, <laughs> I got to get my revenge where I can have it. Yeah. Right. You have to. That reminds me of uh, the whole, is this flammable thing? Um, <laughs> I, we have a player in our group who's one of my dear, dear friends. She's the greatest. Uh, her character really likes trees and sticks. <laughs> Not like just to look at. She likes to eat them. <laughs> okay. Solid. The amount, <laughs> the amount of times I've had to... Uh, they, it's high fiber. Yeah. They, they named themselves the Avenga Boys because they wanted to be the Avengers, but that was already copyrighted. So we're the Avenga Boys. <laughs> uh, and every time they're walking through a forest, since a lot of our uh, campaign settings does happen to be in a forest, I'm just like, I have to come up with an armor class for every tree. I'm, I'm the Warax, guardian of the forest. I speak for the trees. <laughs> and the amount of times I've had to come up with different wordings for highly mediocre sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty astounding. I should keep a count of this. I mean, like, this is exactly what Remy's saying, where you have to be able yeah. just to, like, improv along the way. Uh, I had to improv a whole scene where the characters were at a royal ball, since everybody's like, can we do a fancy, fancy session one day? So the uh, entire party was at a fancy party. Uh, and this player, uh, she decided that she was going to sneak out, go to the gardens, chop down a tree uh, with a saw that she had apparently hidden in her outfit, and then uh, take the tree, saw it into three different pieces, and then hide it back in her outfit. And I was just like, please, please do this. Oh my God. Moments like that are some of my favorite moments in D&D games where the dice will break for the players in such a way that's just like, I don't want to give this to you, but I have no choice. Like, I have to give this to you. Remy, let me ask you this. What's your favorite class? Uh, I play a lot of rogues. I play a lot of bards. Okay. So I, I like sneaking and I like stealing. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my jam. I, I like the uh the the daring sneaky silent types. All right. And then uh what's your favorite race? Okay, well that just that's questionable. I can't answer that question. You no, can't record your, me answering that question. What's your favorite race so I can put you on my list? <laughs> um I like a lot of the animal races in in D. Um uh-huh. so there's there's like a big tall bird person race called the Aracocra. Uh-huh. Um, those are really fun to play. You should, uh, I like you could probably see Megan's face. <laughs> she's just like hearing. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I feel like you guys are pranking me. You got got. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, Eric Kokra. Yeah, sure. Oh, they'd be so good, Remy, but we're not. This is okay. I so know. the Eric Kokra, this big okay. bird person. Yes, Eric Kokra are fun to play. I like playing a uh, dragonborn. Heck yeah. Um, right. Uh, I like making kobold characters. Oh, that's uh, nice. kobolds are essentially just like little mini tiny dragons. Uh, they they uh, act as servants to dragons a lot, okay. uh, and so they are little tiny gremlins, uh, and they bring sort of a chaotic energy to any campaign that I really love. 
Like so, Dobby, the, the, the house shells. <laughs> Harry Potter. He gave me shocking freak Dobby. I feel like exactly. Okay, so yeah. kobolds are D and D's hell self. They are absolutely <laughs> that line of just like small and pathetic, but cute and adorable. The uh-huh. the mascot of every adventuring party. Well, that's great. But I have a question I'm... for you. Uh, since you started in uh, sophomore year of college, what's the longest break you've taken from uh, being involved in D&D? Uh, let's see. I've been in and out of campaigns. I, I had a, a like a six month stint or so when I first yeah. moved out to LA yeah. when I was just kind of getting roots in the ground and I, yeah. I had no time for anything. I would just like work and then come home and then go back to work and then come home. Mm. Okay. So that was like a six month break. And yeah, it's about a six month break before I could I could get a local group up. Do you play mostly online now or do you play in person? I play almost entirely online. Um, I, I feel like there's something sort of inhibiting about playing across a table. Um, I agree. I totally agree. I feel like uh, the creativity can really come out when you can just be yourself and not worry about like there's there's a sort of like silent judgment that you that you feel from a tabletop experience that sort of goes away when you are hidden behind a screen. Yeah, I feel like that judgment is like more like how we think people are going to perceive it. So you're like very hesitant to kind of do it. But online, you can just kind of like let it go. Yeah, yeah exactly. In your game, just from listening. I don't think anybody's like, oh, I wonder what the group thinks. Real quick, what's the <laughs> longest campaign you've ever been involved in as a player? Uh, probably our, our season. Um, yeah. I, I, this is the first campaign that I've had that has run multiple seasons over the course of what, like a year and a half? Yeah, we've been a year, a year and a half, half and we played three seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It literally got our kids through the uh, pandemic. Yeah, knowing absolutely. That every Saturday, absolutely. they were going to have a great hour and a half, two hours without thinking about anything. It's you. It's, it's 90% you and 10% mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I that, you know that. what? I, I'm flattered to have the 90%. I, I feel like the mozzarella stick should probably take a little more of that. A little more of that <laughs> yeah, I'd just like to mention when you said Rogue and Bard and Dragonborn, Mia just looked at me across the table and made eye contact me, with me. Because like those are the three things most of my characters are. Yep, they're so much fun. Little stabby yeah. dragons, they're great. Yeah, <laughs> I've literally played none. <laughs> I have an army of half elves, and that's you have an it. army of half elves. I just have a whole bunch of and dragonborns uh, and like six wizards. <laughs> half of them are multi-class. It's okay. One of the things I like playing with you is you never really say no. You know, you're like you're always up for it if it makes sense mm-hmm. to the person. Kind of ex- if they have thought it out at least, then you're like okay, you're down to let them make it happen. Yeah. I, I do try to keep the improv rule of yes and in my mind when I'm playing yeah, d I, I always like to say yes and to people's suggestions. Or uh, I, I will alternate with yes and and occasionally no but. I like a, <laughs> okay, you yeah. know, it, you roll a bad roll and it's, you know, no, that doesn't happen. But instead, you know, you trip on the ground and set your entire village on fire or whatever the case may be. <laughs> a good uh, one of the yeah. yeah one of the coolest uh things that i think you let me get away with was uh we were essentially it was the final boss fight of our last campaign and there are these whole bunch of ghosts and i had this really dumb idea and i was just like yo can i become like one of these ghost dudes so i was just like yo ghosts do you want to just like hang out in my brain uh and i I like I was thinking the second i said it like oh i'm gonna roll really bad or she's gonna say no this is gonna go out really stupid and then you let it happen and the dice rolled in my favor, and it was really awesome. 
That was pretty I, I, I particularly love that moment because I felt like it sort of played into your character really well. Like yeah. you seem to be sort of that sort of up for anything, like take the power where you can grab it sort of character. And it, it, it felt perfectly natural to be like, well, okay, I think that having these spirits inside me is going to increase my chances of beating this boss. I might as well. Yeah. Uh, and these spirits in my brain have led me to uh, creating a new character in one of these ghosts because uh, me and I were looking around the D&D Beyond website and we found a really cool uh, race called Reborn, which is mm -hmm. essentially a essentially resurrected person. And we were just like, this could be a cool character. <laughs> and uh, I, I have a question. Sure. Which has been your favorite season of like the campaigns? Mm, good question. Oh, that is a good question. I think I liked season two the most. That was a fun one. Um, season one, I was playing off a book. <laughs> and because of that, I felt a little restricted. Uh -huh. And uh, season three, season three was kind of a treat for me because it was a blend of about half things that I had written on my own and half campaigns that I had heard from other DMs <laughs> or listened to on a podcast that I loved the concepts and wanted to wanted to DM something like that for my own. Uh -huh. So uh, season two for me was entirely original material. Uh, and as a result of that, I, I just feel like I shine the best when I'm, when I'm in my own work. Yeah. Uh, that brings me to another question. Uh, where do you get all of your inspiration from? Um, I'm inspired a lot by uh, video games and a lot by politics. Uh, so mm -hmm. let's see, season two was inspired a lot by, uh, games like Toby Fox's Undertale. Oh, um, uh skyrim and oblivion uh there's a, a little dash of, of mass effect in there and, and in some of the like piracy areas and then uh i i always try to i feel like uh in the campaign that we wrote there's always been this sort of uh, idea in the back of my mind of higher authority that rules over the the country that you reside in uh and i always wanted to give you this sensation that at any moment you could topple that that higher authority and make something new and something chaotic come out of it. That's pretty cool. Which very much yeah. reflects my own views of of sort of the world. Uh that that things turn on a dime. And I, I think that can lead to some very dynamic, uh, cool moments. You punk rock, Remy. I'd like to think so. <laughs> I think yeah, so. Yeah, campaign two was great for a multitude of reasons because it also introduced us to um old salty. Yeah. Oh, love old salty. I, I, love I definitely salty. loved the aspect of being at sea. I don't think mm -hmm. I've ever done that before <laughs> yeah. in like mm -hmm. a campaign. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the party was screaming Wellerman oh, uh, the entire time. That that was the sea shanty. But to see the name of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, Remy, thanks for coming on and talking with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to the next for, uh, season four. Yeah, I, I was uh, from a standpoint of like just being a mom of the kids involved. It's so grateful for all your hard work and effort. And um, I was really bummed that you were moving to Portland and then just really elated that you were still able to connect with them. Because truly, if you are a next door neighbor, nothing would make me happier. Uh, so knowing I can still connect with you online has been really awesome. 
Well, I appreciate that. And thank y'all for having me on. It was uh, a blast. <laughs> I, I always love chatting with y'all, whether I'm in character or not. <laughs> Thanks, Remy. Thanks, Remy. Thank you. Thank y'all. Bye. 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 Boopy. I want to make a poop.